0: This is the Magic Word Podcast.com.
1: It's a whole new world. We are now in the dealer's room of the MAUNI, that's the Magicians Alliance of Western New York. Now, this is a one-day convention, which I call a drive-in convention. I coined that phrase many years ago when I was writing for Magic Magazine as a convention editor. But essentially, uh, people from around this area in New York will drive in for this convention. It starts at about 10.30. In fact, that's what time it is right now. And they're getting ready to do a uh, live auction. Following that, they're going to be having some uh, lectures and everything. And then a a dinner, a fairly early dinner. And then after uh, dinner will be a show. So everybody's kind of out of here by 8.30 so they can drive back home and uh, get to bed early enough to go to work tomorrow, particularly if you've got kids and school day. Anyhow, aside from that, there are probably about 200 people who have attended, who are attending this convention. The advantage that they are taking, I should say, what Monty is taking advantage of uh, is the number of people who stick around after 4F, particularly the talent who have come in from overseas. And so this way they don't have to pay for their travel and everything and get a pretty good deal. And also some of the magicians who uh, who stick around will get a little bit of uh, extra money. So this way to help defray some of their expenses for the 4F convention. And so we've got uh, like Christian Catalina who are going to be the MCs for tonight's show. I know Mike Amar is going to be performing a, or rather lecturing later today. And uh, so throughout uh, this morning, oh, also some of the dealers. Obviously, since they were already set up and already brought a lot of their stuff, they just uh, have their tables uh, here. There were a couple of additional tables that have come in, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same, same people, uh, same dealers, I should say, as what we had before. But before, it was mostly geared more towards close-up guys, and now it is uh, geared towards the, uh, the generalists, I guess, if you will. But, uh, hey, Tony. Tony. You got, you got a minute? I do. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit then about with uh, Tony Weiland here. Well, hey, Tony. <laughs> Good to see you. How are you, my friend? Good. Hey, Jake. Take a picture of me and Scott while I'm talking to him. All right? So, so yeah, that'd be fine. So uh, you, we are Monty, you're wearing an official Monty T-shirt. I am. Over I just, here then, too.
2: designed and got You designed this? Yeah. Okay. Now, I've done the 4F stuff for years, except for this year for some reason. There was a communication error, but hopefully we'll do it again.
1: Well, I hope you do too, because that is a very smart design. I like that. So 75 years this year. 75
2: years this year. It's
1: kind of interesting. It it,
2: it started as a birthday party for a magician that used to be held in a park, and guys would bring their... station wagons and that's what they were dealing out of at oh, the yeah. time mm-hmm. on and the back of the car on the back of the car and it was it was a great time I, i'm sorry my memory's not as good as i, I always knew <laughs> the name but i can't remember <laughs> it. but however it's continued on and george hawley and gene gordon were instrumental in starting it and is- having it So, always in batavia for years and years and they always had constant running gags back and forth mm-hmm. uh... And uh, some pretty famous stories about it, but name and, one? Can you? Well, there was a dog, and you'd be better to ask Keith Randolph about because again, my memory's not as good. <laughs> but there was this, there was this trick that involved a wooden dog. Okay. And it must have been at least 15 times they secretly passed it back and forth to each other without the other knowing, and it just became this thing where Gene was always trying to get, you know. Find and a way George, to sneak. And George was always trying to get up on Jeep <laughs> and it was a, it was a great relationship, and it featured some great local and international talent, as it still does. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, and you, Scott, you go to a lot of conventions yeah. and a lot of probably one-day conventions. In my opinion, there's no better one-day convention in the country than.
1: I have to agree with you, and I have been to this a uh, few times. Uh, a lot of times I've got I've had to head back on Sunday after the 4F convention, but when I can, I'd like to stick around for this because you're absolutely right, particularly for those who are not. Uh, Uh, attendees of the 4F convention, you get to see a lot of the top guys who stick around and and perform here. No other convention does that.
2: Uh, I remember when, you know, my boys were young, and they would, uh, the 4F convention would be getting out, and they'd Mm -hmm. see all these guys that they'd only saw on TV or on DVDs They got their DVDs or lecture
1: notes. And (laughs) then
2: they're going up to them, and and those guys couldn't have been kinder. The Magic community as a whole is really just a wonderful community. Everybody seems to get along. Yeah, there's rivalries here and there, and there's you know, people think that well, this is mine and this is that, but it's you know the truth is I don't think anybody has real malicious bones, with a very very few exceptions. But it's uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I, I've like I said, my my oldest has been coming here since he's been six, and he's thirty six now. Uh, Jake's been coming here since he was about six years old. So do they do magic either? They do. Jake does stage magic. A few years back, he performed on the evening show. He opened up the evening show. Oh wow. Show. And, I
1: recall many years ago. Many years ago, whenever I had attended this, and I don't remember who it was that I saw, but that's back when the Magic Island was open. I was still working as a regular there, yeah. and I went back and I recommended this to Scott Hollingsworth, who was entertainment yeah. director. He contacted the guy and had him come out. You know, so yeah. I, when I'm out of conventions, I like to see people. I like, can make recommendations of the yeah, people. Yeah, there's a for couple guys that have jobs. really
2: done really done well here. Yeah. Like I said, I only regret that I didn't learn about it earlier. But I mean, yeah. it, it always became a special place with me with guys like Carol Norman being such a local legend well, yeah, around exactly. here. Yeah, and uh, and hearing all the stories and stuff, and I, I love the history of magic. And Buffalo as a whole has a very strong history of magic. I mean, very strong
1: club too. The IBM, what, I remember we had fifty or sixty ring
2: twelve. Yeah, we we always have one of the largest clubs in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won all the awards you can get from mm-hmm. you know the IBM yeah. as far as quality ring, honor ring, all this stuff. And uh, we've always done a, We've always tried to do a nice job. And as, was Gene Gordon from here, this area? Gene Gordon. Gene Gordon was originally from the middle of the state.
1: Which, by the way, those who are listening, Gene Gordon was one of the founders of the IBM. One of the founders, him
2: and, him and Len Ventus, right. But he had his magic shop in Buffalo for all those years. And, of course, he was sort of the central part of magic. Came up with a lot of the, the names. Yeah. Actually, he came up with Vector's finger-flicking frolics. Well, that was his that idea. That yes. Huh. And, of course, Sid Lorraine drew the rabbit and, yes. and things like that. So it was a, it's a, a lot of history that's involved with that that makes it cool. Uh, but, like I said, people don't realize that there was a magician living here. Yeah. And in, in the past, named the Faker of Ava.
1: Faker of Ava. Okay, and huh. he
2: hired he hired a young assistant. Now the reason he hired this assistant, he said, is because the only one his dog didn't bite. That assistant's name was Harry Keller. Oh wow! And uh, that's where, of course, the original dean of magic came from, and that wand's been passed on for generations. But, yeah, it's there's a cool history. He's still buried in Buffalo, the Faker of Ava. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a it's a great city, and it's a great city with heritage. Eddie Fector did so much with people coming from around the world to sit in his little bar to watch, you know, close up magic.
1: Did you um, used to hang out there? I, the did. I did. Yeah. I did. I uh,
2: did. I will say I'm the one magician in Buffalo that didn't work at the at the, <laughs> at the forks. Um, I may have done a trick for friends there but I never, never really worked never, there, never, per never worked there. But yeah. I just went there to, well, for to the fish watch fry some guys. sometimes, too. it was great fish fry. <laughs> I remember that back in the Forks uh, days. You know like Robbie Robbie was sort of like one of Eddie's kids, Robbie Allen who was just oh, yeah, know, with, out, yeah, Garrett, yeah. with Carol. with Carol. And of course, Carl Norman was there, and, and that's where I really became Ray Mertz. With, and Ray and, Mertz, yeah. I loved Ray. Uh, but it was funny when I when I got into magic, and I was talking to Carl's uh, mm-hmm. first wife, and she asked me how I got started, and I said, "Well, a magician called me on stage, and he did this trick, and blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. She goes, "I think that was Carl." I said, "No way!" And uh, so I went over and I was talking to Carl, and I said, "Well, listen, because as a kid, you remember everything, right?" Yeah, yeah. So I remember the pattern lines, I remember everything. He goes, that was, that's my pattern, that's my show. Yeah, and it's wow. like, no kidding. And of course, we became lifelong friends, and yeah. he was one of my true inspirations. How
1: many of the 4Fs had you attended?
2: This is my 22nd.
1: Okay. I, well, having <laughs> grown up here, I would have thought you went, to, this is like my 35th. You know? Well, I,
2: I got to tell you, I was always very intimidated by the 4 F, Okay. Okay. Uh, I never thought I was uh, a good enough magician yeah, to attend. Me either. I know what um, you mean. <laughs> yeah, so... But, again, I, I was accepted in a nice day. I actually came the first time to help a, a, man, a gentleman who had a stroke because his son couldn't make it, so I wheeled him around and took him to the events right. and stuff. And then Obie invited me the next year. And, and again, I have made some great friendships there. And it's the only thing I regret, Scott, is for all those years I was here, I never took any photos of anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I miss that. So this year, I made it my mission while I was Take there. everything to, you can. To get some of these folks. Because God only knows. We right. learned We learned in the last three years, we can't guess what tomorrow's going to bring.
1: That's exactly so. right. That's good philosophy. Now, what's interesting is that, again, Monty's now celebrating his 75th year, whereas the factors just had his 50th year. Yeah. At what point uh, in the last 50 years did Monty kind of decide to tack on to the end of the 4F? Or was that always well, from the here's, beginning?
2: Yeah. Here's, here's a question that will bring you some debate. <laughs> for years, the 4F was held at... The Forks Hotel, yeah, right. right? Monty was always held in Batavia. Mm-hmm. 4F followed Monty to Batavia. Oh, okay. So, so when
1: the Forks closed yeah. and we went to Batavia, well, I remember for a year or two, we were at the, some you brewery. did Buffalo
2: Brew right? Yeah. Buffalo Brewprop. But, yeah, Monty was always in Batavia, and that's they followed him out there, and it sort of so became this one.
1: So was it always at the same time of the year, at the end yeah. of April? yeah. So it just aligned perfectly, and so okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I said, it originally coincided with uh, hmm? Billy something's birthday, I can't remember his last name, but again, if you speak with Keith Randolph, I you
1: saw know. on the agenda here that said David Stone was supposed to be coming, was he, uh, the David Stone, I assume, there's only one that was going to be from France, but he wasn't at Fecker's, so I assume they must have.
2: No, I don't nope. think he's coming, he's, I don't think he's coming that I knew, that I know of, no.
1: Okay, I thought it's because Michael Marr was just showing me, said, hey, is David? this the David Stone from France? I said, I think so. I, you don't I know anything about it. No, I don't okay. know anything about it. <laughs> I don't think it was coming out just for this, you know, unless you happen to be in at, the area for at, something else. After,
2: after four days of vectors, yeah. I'm lucky I could remember to wake up this morning, all right? <laughs> hey, brother, I know exactly what you mean because I've been staying
1: up late after hours because I'm going by, to the parties and then putting up the podcast. And by
2: the way, for those for the, with the podcast, if they don't know, you have been a magic staple for a lot of years. I remember reading your little tidbits that we put in our Hocus Pocus yeah. for years and Scott's years. Scott's thoughts. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Always great stuff. I always enjoy seeing this. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that a lot. And like I said, there's only 250 people at Vectors, but you never seem to have enough time to catch up with everybody.
1: There were so many people, that's true, I've even gotten some uh, texts this morning uh, who have said, oh, I meant to talk to you about this, and yeah. you know, we kind of going in different circles, that yeah. even though it's a small convention it's still fairly large enough, you know, then you're kind of hanging with, well, it is a family, you know, yeah. and there's there really no black sheep in our family. Well, i got
2: a question for you, where the <laughs> hell was Rocco? <laughs>
1: that's a good question, that's, I heard it was still in Vegas, I don't know why he didn't yeah. come, you're right. Uh, and, so do you know about how many people are attending, uh, Monty, this? I'm going to say about 200, because I think I was number 100 yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I think there was 179 pre-sale, and then we, we'll probably get 25 to 30. At That's the kind door. of what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Our only concern is the room is a little smaller than the old room mm-hmm. was, so we weren't able to sell tickets to the public for the, the yeah. evening show.
1: Well, Tony, thanks very much. I appreciate awesome your comments. Looking forward to another fun day at the morning here. I love seeing you, brother. <laughs> Good All seeing right. you. Good so the Magic Word care. Podcast. That was Tony Wyland. Scotty out. So I'm here now with uh, Juliana Chen, who is someone who's going to be in tonight's show. You were here for 4F as well. Did a great job with the uh, the linking ring routine. Of course, what thank a way you. to close!
3: Thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. Yeah.
1: And so you're going to be doing a different show than tonight for uh, for the morning event.
3: Um, I stay doing the linking ring. Mm -hmm. Um, And which is my third show for Lincoln Ring is brand new. And the Charlie Fry helped me for put the routine together. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a genius. Charlie Fry,
1: I was going to say, is the new Johnny Thompson, but uh, you know he's just different. You know he's amazing. I
3: think the just is amazing. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. So when I think about the Lincoln Ring, and he just you know got put complete the routine together, Mm -hmm. and uh, gave me here. So then I find the music and the producer, you know, correct make a choreography for myself. Yes. And uh, so that's why today I'm doing the Lincoln Ring. And mm-hmm. also, um, I bring a couple of tricks, but because I have nine performance. Uh, nine? Nine performance on the stage is too oh. many people. Yeah, 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 true. So then I call the two, Lincoln Ring and my thumb tie. It's a Juliana style. Yeah.
1: I'm <laughs> looking forward to that then later. Uh, and so after this, where are you going to be going from here?
3: Um, after this, I go back to Vegas. Then I go into Magic Awards in uh, AMA. In mm-hmm. the Magic oh, that's Castle, right. The Magic Castle is yeah.
1: having the AMA. Yeah. That's the end of May. Or when yeah. is that mid-May um, sometime? 25. Of May? May
3: yeah. 25.
1: okay. So yeah. you're going to hang out in L.A. for a while? Um... You gonna be working in the castle or No
3: no no I'm nominated for the best magician of the year and uh, Congratulations. I don't know, keep a finger crossed. Yes, my yeah.
1: fingers and toes are crossed and my yeah. eyes too, so.
3: And then after I go into to uh, going go into the next? Yeah, I have the show for producer the show in China and then I go in Mexico and um, the France.
1: Are you coming back for the IBM or the SAM convention?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I don't okay. know yet. If I have I be bring some good students to coming too but I don't mm-hmm. know yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. And so, well, I know you were just worldwide and, and, and great demand, different places you're going. Have you been on a uh, television show? You still work at, you were doing like a... China's Got Talent or show something um, as a judge, weren't you? Or, yes, yeah.
3: I was. That's um, they have no more since COVID started. Oh. I have no more. Yeah. Oh, well, they didn't bring judge.
1: it back after COVID.
3: No. Okay. Or are they yeah. still experiencing that over there? Or? The the problem is, I'm the judge. and those. have other judges. They got the problem is the government. Uh, that cheated the tax. So oh, okay. <laughs> she's very famous. She paid one hundred forty-two million for the penalty. Uh-huh. One hundred forty million dollars for the penalty. Holy so cow! So that's why we uh, at the moment we stop it. Yeah, but uh, I think. Will be back. Hmm. Who knows? I hope so, and, and with you as well. Yeah, but October, the Shanghai Magical Convention started after the three years. We stopped three years. Mm-hmm. Shanghai have a uh, big magical convention, so I'm of the show mm-hmm. and bring the all Faison winners. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the Gala show. And uh, yeah, one show, uh, four guest performances, Faison first prize winner, mm-hmm. and then have a six paid competition, which are second prize, third prize, mm-hmm. Faison. So they go into to do the compete in China,
1: and you are on the jury, aren't you, for FISM?
3: Uh, FISM, I'm in the jury. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
1: so. uh, I remember this last year in Quebec. I thought I remember seeing you down there yeah. with, with judging uh, for stage, right? Stage. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. I have stopped judging since uh, Italy, Italy, mm-hmm. Korea. Rimini. yeah, Romani. Mm-hmm. So
1: now, do people on the jury stay for like a certain period of time? Like for two or three, and then they replace them, or how? Uh, is that?
3: I, I don't know. I think for the facing judge you go, they always training. Uh, yes. the judge mm-hmm. then not test. So after you every time you judge, they the the board members are looking your your score, mm-hmm. and if you contrast with others, if you're very really good, I think they will be stay for a long time. Right. I had the official uh, judge certificate. Mm-hmm. So right now I don't know for Italy. Twenty twenty-five. I other. know
1: some people who are judges or are in the waiting room, I guess, so to speak. Like you were saying, like Oscar Munoz, I think was one. I believe Dal Sanders.
3: Yeah, yeah. but they never, tried, never in the face, but they just you know. I right. think the next. I don't know. Yeah. We're going
1: to be having the North American Championships next year, actually in Dallas. You're going to be for that too. That would oh, be okay. the judge. I'll see you yeah. in Dallas next year, yeah. then for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm glad to uh, talk with you. I hope that you have fun here, Moni. This is your uh, first Moni, or you- uh, second Moni? Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in here in uh, four years ago. I was so so happy because looking the condition of the four F, I yeah. did my manipulation ad. Yeah. I made it to stand the ovation. So yesterday was a great show. I mean, everybody have a standing ovation. I said, <laughs> yes, oh, gosh, I just threw three Lincoln rings, and uh, I wish I could make a standing ovation. Yeah, so well, finally I I
1: You did. That I was did. amazing. And we I did. did. I was one of the people standing with the rest. It was great. Good show. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Beyond okay. It was a very good show. Yeah.
3: I, I, I just think like your,
1: your, your facial expressions, and the way you look, and the movement, and slowly, and oh my goodness, it it's a,
3: It's very important. I think today, magic, you're not just doing a trick. You mm-hmm. know, that's a lot of people have it's very arts. good skill, mm-hmm. and you need to for put the, put the audience to mm-hmm. follow you, watch you. Yeah. And, and, you and feel know. that, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. Well, Julianne, thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck. Scott. Okay, yeah, thank So you, the Magic Word yeah. Podcast, that was Julianne Chen. Scotty out. And there is yet another person uh, here running into the lobby who was uh, a holdover from the 4 convention from this last weekend who's going to be performing actually on the stage. And it's uh, my buddy, uh, Juicy Starling. Pardon me. No, I'm sorry. Michael. <laughs> <Jordan>. <laughs>
4: hey, Michael. I might become more famous for my alter ego character of Lucy Darling than I am for anything I do, which actually is typically the case because half the time I didn't really even do any magic this weekend. And uh, actually tonight, I'm going to be the juggler on the show. The juggler? Yep. Uh, We we went over some of the different acts and I gave him some options and realized that the best variety, because there's a lot of magic, it is jam-packed with magic today, Uh, would be if I do my devil stick routine which uh, is definitely a a crowd-pleaser, and I will give uh, the show some variety, and I'm looking forward to it because it's a lot of fun. Have you done that on the street or something, or when did you start? start You know, actually, it's funny you say that. I did start learning that doing street performing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when I first started working with the Devil Stick. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a juggler out in New Orleans years ago, and I wish I could remember his name offhand, but it has been probably 20 years since I've seen him. Wasn't a butterfly, man. It wasn't a Butter... No, it wasn't a butterfly. That's that. that butterfly was weird- Man was an amazing. Juggler. It's a weird dream I had last night, but uh, we can get into that later. But uh, he inspired me to do a routine with uh, a little kid and the devil stick, and then from there I kind of worked on some of my own gags and things that you'll see, and it's it's a lot of fun and in some ways juggling makes you a lot less knowing that i'm going to do that i'm a lot less nervous i guess than Mm -hmm. when i'm getting on stage to do magic of course i do have one quick magic bit at the beginning that i won't spoil for you okay if you haven't seen me do it that's a lot of fun yeah uh but then it's going to be i get to be and you know what they say about the juggler at the magic convention that's the one that's remembered more than the other so i'm gonna everybody's gonna love me the most (laughs) (laughs) yes so what, through juggling and impersonations in uh, comedy I have found a way to get the attention of magicians without really doing without magic without doing magic yeah and, and I love it I love it because there's yeah. no pressure you know I can just be me none whatsoever yeah
1: Michael good luck break a thread or drop a club <laughs> whatever
4: so. yeah uh, shoot wait what, what are you supposed to say for juggle? yeah drop a club works that works for me <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that yeah so for the Magic Word Podcast that was Michael Dardone Scotty Scotty out, out. <laughs>
1: And yet another person who is attending and hanging over from uh, the 4F is your international president of the Society of American Magicians, Mr. Rod Chow. Hey there, Rod. Hi, there, Scott. (laughs) Nice to see you here. You as well. And so actually, you're not too far away, actually, in Canada. So how far from uh, Buffalo do you live?
5: Actually, I'm actually quite far because Canada is actually across the border, but then we have to go all the way west, which is to Vancouver, half the continent, basically, right? So So you can't drive. No, definitely (laughs) not. So one of the things I want to ask you about
1: is, uh, are are the number of conventions you attend? I go to a lot of them as well, but not in an official capacity as a representative of an organization other than just going for the conventions uh, reports that I I provide. Uh, How many conventions are you attending this year worldwide?
5: Uh, I would say uh, there would be at least a couple of months. So it's been pretty busy for me this, uh, this year. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming uh, IBM convention in Pittsburgh and the SAM convention, of course, in New Orleans.
1: Right. And then John Sturt takes over. That uh, that's right?
5: right. That's right. Uh, after New Orleans, and John Sturt would take over.
1: Now, of the conventions that you've seen and places you've visited uh, around the world, around the country, uh, what has been one of your—I mean, they're all different in, in different ways, but yeah. has there been some hospitality that people have shown you or some magic you saw or perhaps even nothing to do with the convention, perhaps just the locale that you visited? You thought, this is awesome. I mean, what has really stood out in your mind as uh, being an impressive thing?
5: Well, the thing is, like, the SAM is basically recognized all over the world, so if you go to, say, a convention like Bakpu— You'll actually even see S.A.M. members over there, because obviously S.A.M. is a worldwide organization. And to be the president and then go in there and uh, partake in in the festivities, it's really an honor to do that. And so we get to communicate with uh, people there and enjoy the the magic. Uh, Blackpool, that was wonderful. I mean, that was incredible. Uh, But even uh, I went to London uh, uh, Magic Magic Circle. circle. That was great. And I went to Budapest to see the House of Houdini, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And just different places. And back here, back in North America, I went to NEMCON, and uh, that was wonderful too. Did you feel that
1: you were afforded some opportunities that you, I mean, you've been traveling a lot anyhow and yeah. as a
5: magician doing things, but
1: did you feel like as say, the president of the SAM, you have uh, been accorded special privileges? It's kind of like people are welcoming you a little bit differently or looking at you a little bit differently?
5: Of- well, certainly, uh, you do get welcomed. You do get your photograph taken with many people, and uh, the position does command a lot of respect. And uh, just really honored to be in that position and represent the SAM. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the SAM is continuing to grow and going in different directions as far as uh, good directions. I mean, like with the, uh, uh, the the MUM magazine has been online for a long time then as well. Are there any changes or things that have happened during your administration or things that you wanted to accomplish that you still feel like, well, I've got some time to finish this? Or what, what was your goal and have you reached some of it?
5: Well... Uh, I think that uh, because of the online presence that SAM has had, that's continued to go on strong. And we're actually expanding that for all members uh, with our V1.1 to V1.4 series. Mm-hmm. And, and also um, we, we, the assembly. That's very important to the SAM. And that's like coming back now. Everyone's meeting again live, right? Mm-hmm. And we're trying to expand that presence in Canada as well, being the first Canadian president of the SAM. How many assemblies are there now in Canada? Well, in Canada, there are only about three or four assemblies, but we want to increase that. Okay, because there are a lot of other places, I guess,
1: between Vancouver and uh, Nova Scotia, I guess, where you could certainly get uh,
5: have more clubs available to uh, magicians. It's a really big country uh, as far as geography goes, so yeah, definitely a lot of opportunity there. And most of it, of course, in the southern part. Uh, yes, I wouldn't go up north too far unless you really uh, dress really, really warm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was talking with someone once about uh, lecturing in Alaska, and they said, "Well, there are only a couple of clubs, and even in, in all of Alaska, and even that, there may only be two or three people who would be attending uh, a lecture, and you'd be driving for days between places, even." So it's a, a big country. Actually, it's the biggest state, <laughs> Alaska. It's huge, and it's the same thing. I would think, uh, you know, up in the Yukon, going up
5: uh, north in Canada there'd be fewer and far apart uh, I certainly but uh, to go to Alaska on a cruise ship from Vancouver where, where I'm from uh, yes. that's probably one of the best trips that you can make in the summertime oh, Vancouver is beautiful, yes. beautiful. Uh, it is, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And, and if you want to look for me I'm there uh, most of the time And you can, all you have to do is uh, look for the skinny building or the skinniest building in the world and that's where Rod Chow is the skinniest <laughs> building in the world and that's why I have to keep fit so I have to do my daily jog to make sure I stay slim enough to fit in my building
1: <laughs> so it is so narrow <laughs> yes, how narrow it. is it? Yeah. it's
5: only 4 feet 10 inches so, yeah. yeah, so not much room for expansion. <laughs> <laughs> not much. Only go up. It's all you can That's go. right, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're looking forward to the Moni? Have uh, you attended I, this in the past? No, this is actually the first time I've ever been to and so far it's, it's kicking off really great with a wonderful auction, theater's room, and uh, we got a couple of shows to come up uh, later on. So, yeah, really going to be a great time here.
1: Sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Rod, good talking to you. Yeah. And uh, good luck with the rest of uh, your your term and I will see you then in New Orleans yes
5: I'll see you there <laughs> which in is New going to be when's it going to be the date in July July 23rd to 26th and you can go to uh, Sam Magic or what is it, the website uh, yes it's actually magicsam.com mm-hmm. yeah you can go there and, and check it out and you can register uh, yes, for his convention yes, at can.
1: that there we go we'll see you then okay, thanks okay, right. thank you Scott <laughs> okay. as Rod
3: Chow Scotty out
1: So another person who is a holdover from the 4F convention is my uh, buddy from Mauritius, William Watt. Hey, William. Hey, how are <laughs> you? Fantastic.
0: So uh, you have probably not attended a money before, have you? Uh, yeah, I have been attending uh, Moni before, uh, and uh, it's always a pleasure to share with uh, with all the, this new generation and of passionate people and uh, this new generation of magicians.
1: Yeah and well say new generation it seems like a lot of people who are in there are have an older generation closer to my age it seems like you
0: know yeah it's true and i think talk about this the new generation is also i see those uh, young people so it's always uh, nice to have uh, both new pe- people and also uh, uh, people that are more experienced let's say let's yes, say and yeah always a pleasure especially after 4F, it was just uh, a great moment.
1: Are you going to be performing and/or lecturing? You're performing, I know, tonight, but are you lecturing too, or?
0: Well, I just uh, realized I'm, I am part of the program, so it's okay. My flight is on time. I am able to do it, so I'll be performing. Because
1: I think I saw on the schedule David Stone was supposed to be here, and so you're filling in for him. Or what was the deal there?
0: I don't know because actually there are a few names that are literally not here. So for some reason, I don't know how it went. They, maybe they assumed they, we would be here, yep. and uh, they just wrote the name down. Or it's a big mistake. I am here, mm-hmm. so I can be representing David uh, with um, a lot of the, modesty. Since he was French, and you speak French? Exactly. You're from France. Or you yeah, mean? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe people, let's hope that there is one or two people that doesn't know him. Well, you're so. both
1: handsome <laughs> men, that's right. So you, you can step into, I am David Stone, and see if anybody reacts. Uh,
0: David is a good friend of mine, so he yeah. made love of that. He <laughs> made love of that, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, are you going to be uh, doing an act similar to what you had shown us already at uh, Factors with uh, Rubik's Cube, or are you going to do something uh, different?
0: I may share the Rubik's Cube because I think That's it's an awesome uh, trick. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It was, uh, I was not expecting the magician to react so much because I am not a magician fooler. So, I was, not, uh, I was more expecting to share them my point of view, my vision, my take on it, than to realize I would pull them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you were on uh, Penn & Teller Foolish, and so you, is that right? You, I, th- I thought you were on uh, Fool's. Are you thinking about getting on now?
0: I think that's uh, interesting that you're saying it this way because I, I take it as a sign that I should do it because we're actually in the process, as you know. Yeah. So uh, they, we are in contact. Now the, the point is, uh, let's see uh, what, uh, uh, um, what they want to see from me.
1: Well, so you sent them some ideas of what you want to do and everything, too. I thought it was kind of interesting when they were saying uh, they were soliciting some ideas, but send them two or three different ideas because they might like your personality. But It's like, I don't think this is going to fool them if you got something else. We like you. What else have you got? You know, so.
0: Exactly. And I think also they want to make sure that the program shows a different type of stuff before trying to fool them, which I understood from um, very good people who gave me advice uh, on the show. So, uh, yes, I w- I'm going to bring ideas that I feel comfortable performing on TV because right. uh, it's already a stress. So if I get stressed on something just to fool them, it's going to be, like, difficult to... You'll be
1: a little nervous and everything. That exactly. was something that Paul Gerder was talking about, how that he was doing his unshuffled deck, which he's been doing for decades, and he was kind of nervous, and he gave a great little tip, like, to
0: keep from you know, shaking. It's just bu- squeeze your toes. Exactly. He said that, actually, if you... Bring this energy on your toes. It will uh, loosen. Uh, That's that's how you say it is. uh, You'll have less uh, uh, focus. Yeah. Actually, it's because probably you. This is probably because this is the place where you're gonna place your attention. That will be uh, there. So if you focus your attention on your feet, then it will bring the tension there, and maybe will release a little bit the the tension on the hands And I understand what he said.
1: It goes from your hands to your feet, so it moves to a different part of your body, basically.
0: Exactly. Otherwise, if you're focusing on your hand, more you're gonna focus. On your hand, the more you're going to have uh, your hand shaking. He said he got that tip from Bob Fitch, and there is somebody that you should listen to. So if he says try it, do it. Exactly, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, uh, this is the, the magic of it, and it's like uh, uh, impressive because we're here. When I came for the first time at Fectors, I had no idea. And then uh, it's now been my seventh time and I realized even from, I mean, it's now that I realized a lot of things, much more, and we have uh, so many experienced people. Maybe some we know, maybe some we don't know, but all of these guys here at 4F have yeah. something that they know. That's the reason why they're here. Yeah. So it's uh, very impressive and, um, and of course it's always uh, good to hear the tips and the, all the things they would uh, give you uh, to take in consideration.
1: Yeah. Well, looking forward to uh, seeing your performance then uh, later today here at Monty, and so it's always good to spend some time with you, buddy. So.
0: Well, you will have uh, the fun that uh, that uh, to see the cube act in its uh, right, uh, re- right right pace, right rhythm. Yeah. Because I had to squeeze it in seven minutes. It was impossible for me to to do it naturally and not to take impossible to get rid of any single piece because everything builds the handling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so, so you're going to be able to do the full act tonight. Exactly, cool. exactly. Very cool. So thank you so much, Scott, <laughs> for doing this, all, for uh, being here for us, all, and uh, for sharing. Um, all, uh, experience every magician experience thank you so much you're welcome well, you're word. such
1: a good friend I appreciate the uh, compliment The so, <laughs> so magic much. word podcast has my buddy and yours from Mauritius the island of Mauritius and we you need to go down and visit So I'm, I'm really hoping that might be on one of the things I should put on my bucket list to come and see you so. I mean
0: you know there's few people who has already um, been to Mauritius while I was there it was a pleasure to mm. see them sometime I could take a ride with them around the island yeah. ask Joe Turner and okay. uh, then, uh, you know, every 4 is a real big family. And it's going to be a blast because actually it's always an opportunity for me when, I have, uh, uh, when I'm able to spend a little bit of time individually with someone. Because yeah. here at 4 things go so fast and my head uh, yeah. kind of moves on in every swirl. direction. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like uh, not really focusing on one thing, but trying to catch everything because there might be something happening somewhere. I understand. <laughs> and, I, and I try to, to keep my focus now more and more. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's the same thing with me. When I'm trying to visit with everybody and I'm trying to bring a microphone around, I get an opportunity to, to have short conversations with people like this, you know, whenever I'm uh, at a convention. But uh, still, there are a lot of others that I can't get around to. It's just, even with only about 250 people that we had, I say only, as opposed to like 500 to 1,000 at other conventions, it's still a small convention, but still large enough that it's difficult to get to see all your friends to you want to spend time with. Well, again, William, thanks very much. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> so, for Monty, that was William Watt, and this is Scotty Allen. That is the laughter of Sarah Crasson. You can't hear Bamberg chuckling in the background, but there he is. How are you you guys?
6: You can't hear him? Oh, he's hysterical.
1: You know, that worries me a little bit when you say. (laughs) Because when I think about uh, ventriloquists, uh-huh. I mean, they have two personalities. You know, they have one that uh, even when they're at home, that they're talking to themselves. But it's like, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to Harold or whatever. Right, you know?
6: right. Sure. Well, you have to believe it a little bit. <laughs>
1: you do. In order to carry on the conversation and to write a good script. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. well. So you infuse Bamberg, the teddy bear uh, here, with a, a character. Uh, and how... Well,
6: what, he's got his own character. Okay, I tell me I just, I just hear it. Okay. Um but um, I mean, he's look. He's uh, he's a very talented bear. He's a bear of great ambition, okay. and uh, and delightful style. But
1: what is his ambition? What does he want to be or do?
6: A star.
1: He's not already.
6: That's well, a bigger star. Okay, bigger star. <laughs> there you go. And, and quite possibly top billing. Yes, I, I got you, Bamberg.
1: <laughs> and you're going to be you and Bamberg are going to be on the show tonight.
6: Yes, uh, we're very excited. We're uh, doing a, a new piece okay. that we've been working on, and. Um, I hope it's going to come out okay. I'm a little nervous about it. So it's uh, a classic, a classic of magic. Bamberg, he he likes his. Uh he likes danger.
0: Okay.
6: There is no magic trick that he thinks uh, can't be improved by setting it on fire okay. or uh, or adding some other danger element. So Bamberg uh, has it in his head that we are going to do the bullet catch tonight.
1: The bullet catch? Oh, my gosh. That is dangerous. That's, oh, my goodness. It's
6: incredibly dangerous. And I... Has um, got a backup
1: and you got another Bamberg uh, Jr.? Or, <laughs> I mean, good luck.
7: Oh, my I mean, goodness. Bamberg. Well,
6: he, in, in his mind, the danger is mostly to me.
1: Oh, <laughs> so okay
7: then.
6: He, he, thinks, he, he thinks that I'm going to take all of the risk uh-huh. and leave him. Bathed in glory, um, but oh, I think I think we're gonna star. <laughs> I think mean, this this may be how he plans to get top billing. But... <laughs>
1: Because he's if the last he, bear standing. If he bumps
6: me off, then, <laughs> then then he'll be the only one left, and he'll be the he'll be the lead. Uh, very Forty uh, Second Street.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Now, has Bamberg featured? I assume in your uh, Flavors of Magic show.
6: He has Bamberg's performed with me in Flavors several times. Mm-hmm. He is a he is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, we've. Just uh, been, been performing a lot of our new stuff there, and we come out. I host a lot, so he gets to come out and play between acts sometimes. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Now, speaking of flavors of magic, by the way, the, you have your own theater uh, where you're performing, and how regular is that? As a month monthly thing, I recall.
6: We are running flavors of magic now. Has two shows, All month. which Great. is uh, you know, it, it's exciting and it's a lot, and I can't believe I said yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, with everything, uh, everything else you got
1: going on with your own full time job, right, you know? right.
6: But I, I just keep saying yes to things, and it's yeah. wonderful. It's I, I really took that uh, the, the lesson in improv seriously. I say yes and.
1: I asked someone once what their magic word was, and it was yes. Just say yes. <laughs> And you, you will experience so much more in life if you say yes.
6: Absolutely. And yes, and. You yes will experience and, all the flavors and, of, of right <laughs> So last season in 2022, we did a monthly show at a little theater in downtown Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And we are we have a new home this year. We're, we just started our new season in April. And on the third Thursday of every month, Flavors of Magic is going to be performing a full evening of magic. Three different performers uh, hosted by, uh, by either one of them or a separate MC. Uh, magicians doing the magic that's special to them and shows off their style and personality best. And that's at uh, the Sydney Room in the Grill on the Hill at 140th in Amsterdam in Harlem. And then on the second Thursday of every month, we're in the same location. We're holding a magician's open mic night. Oh, okay. So we're inviting any magicians who want to come down, try something new, test something out, get a little flight time. Mm -hmm. uh, Reach out to us at info at flavorsofmagic.com.
1: And one of the things also that you specialize in is because it's called Flavors of Magic, or is diversity. That's the what, so
6: whole project, the whole Flavors of Magic project was created to highlight and encourage and foster diversity in the magic community. So we're really looking to to highlight all kinds of performers, and we take a really broad view of diversity. Um, you know BIPOC performers of course black indigenous and people of color uh LGBTQ plus performers uh we have lots of women perform neurodiverse uh magicians magicians with disabilities and you know we we have some uh you know some straight white guys perform say, in the group, some, some too. old straight white guys. We don't, yeah. we don't discriminate against anybody. Um, and what we're really looking for is the magic that shows off you and your personality and your your character. Show us who you are through your art.
1: That makes you diverse from the rest and stand out.
6: It's Well, my, my feeling is that if everybody's doing the same stuff written the same way, you know, magicians are kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to tell one from another. That's right. But if you do something that shows off you and your history and who you are... Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're unique,
1: and we are all unique. And I think it's amazing too that you can have four different people doing a linking routine. Like uh, I saw Juliana Chan do her mm-hmm. routine, which is completely different from the one never that Chris Kepart
6: one, does. Never seen know? one like that before. Yeah, and so, Chris uh, Kepart does yeah. a different one from Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. Know? So, yeah. So and and ours and ours is different. Ours is very Bamberg. So. <laughs>
1: See, there you go you you made my point
6: exactly (laughs) right so you know it's taking it taking a a piece of magic or an idea and doing it in the way that represents you and shows off who you are Mm -hmm. and we think that that's that's what our audience comes for is they don't just want to see something impossible. They right. can, you know, if they want to see something impossible. You know, I, I like to say if I want to see something impossible, I can just go watch the Olympics because yeah. I can't do any of that. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> well, now going in a little bit different uh, yeah. direction over here. Since this uh, I'm going to break into Scotty's book club, I want okay. to uh, bring up your book and uh, of, and if you talk a little bit about that and how people can get a copy of that because I think it's amazing and something that everybody should have on their bookshelf.
6: Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I'm. I'm. That's my melding of my day job a little bit with with my love of magic. Uh, my day job is that I'm a lawyer, mm-hmm. and so I wrote a book called "Own Your Magic: A Magician's Guide to Protecting Your Intellectual Property," and it's all could it about. A
1: longer title, possibly.
6: Yes, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it, it could have been a much longer title, um, but in order to explain what it was, yeah, it's a little it's a little unwieldy. That's a fair criticism, and I'll mark it down for the next version.
1: <laughs> it's not a criticism; <laughs> just an observation.
6: It's fair, fair enough. That's quite that's quite all right. Um, and so the book is all about simple, inexpensive things that magicians can do to protect their work and stop people from ripping them off. Mm-hmm. And what you can do, again, simply, as inexpensively as possible, to deal with it when, it when a problem arises. So something like protecting the name of your show or the name of your, your business.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Your
7: brand.
6: A, your brand. Exactly. Your brand. By filing a trademark registration, you can prevent somebody else from coming and setting up shop or selling mm-hmm. magic stuff under the same name. Right. It can prevent all kinds of problems. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. So you can prevent all kinds of problems that way. Right. And it's a small, simple, relatively inexpensive thing that you can do. Saves you years of pain and thousands of dollars.
1: Right. Right, right. Well, and also, it it won't cost you as much as some people might think that it does. You don't have to necessarily go through an attorney. There are a lot of things you can find online.
6: Absolutely. And the book actually takes you through filing uh, a trademark registration, a copyright registration. It takes you through the steps. You can do it on the the authority's website. And the book explains to you all the things that they're asking for and what you can do. So you you can do it under know, under, under 100 bucks can get you a registration. And
1: I know it's on Amazon.com uh, also. Yes, my which... book
6: is available on Amazon.com, Own Your Magic. And uh, it's also available through your local uh, online magic, your, your favorite online magic dealer, uh, and from me personally.
1: And how can they get in touch with you personally?
6: Uh, I am Sarah, S-A-R-A, Sarah at com.
1: That's C-R-A-S-S-O-N.
6: It is C-R-A-S-S-O-N. <laughs> and uh, I also lecture on the topic. So um, if you're interested in hearing a, hearing a lecture, your group would like a presentation, uh, let me know. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to do uh, virtual presentations or come to a convention. Mm-hmm. I've been lecturing at a bunch of different conventions. Right. And uh, I like to put on a good party and tell some great stories about how magicians have tried to protect their work, whether they succeeded or failed. Right. Um what you can do, what you can't do, and uh, have a good time.
1: I've heard the lecture, and I do recommend to convention organizers that they reach out to Sarah and uh, consider having her because it is something a little bit different. It's not just a card uh, trick lecture. There's nothing to do with that, but there's a business side that all of us, regardless of how much of a professional, part-time professional, or an amateur you might be, there are things that you can learn from this and good stories as well. I might also point out that uh, we are an affiliate, that is the Magic Word Podcast, an affiliate of Amazon. So if you go down on any page of the Magic Word Podcast, there will be a link there, a big graphic of Amazon, Uh, click on that, and it will take you then to your uh, personal page where you can then order something, and then we'll get a few pennies back on whatever uh, of all of your Amazon purchases.
6: Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Good. Good pitch. I like that.
1: (laughs) So you can help both of us that way. Wonderful. (laughs) So, Sarah, thanks very much, and good luck then tonight.
6: Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm really looking forward (laughs) to it. It's going to be be a lot of fun. Bamberg, is there anything that you would like to say to everybody? That was lovely. Thank you.
1: Thanks for those few words of encouragement. That was (laughs) (laughs) your magic words will be noted in history. There, Bamberg. Thank you.
6: That's (laughs) nicely said. For the
1: magic word podcast, that was Sarah Crasson and Bamberg Scotty out. We have just completed the auction, and I'm here with actually a friend of the Magic Board. Uh, someone that which you should be if you're not already. Please think about it. Bruce Purdy. Hey there, Bruce. How are you, sir? I'm um, doing <laughs> splendidly. You've been listening for a long time, I guess, haven't you? I have been for a number of years. A number of years. That's right. And so you've been attending also. You live in New York. You live in this area, or whereabouts? I, How? I, I, I live in uh, um, central New York, uh, okay. It in uh,
7: um, near Auburn, New York. It's uh, about halfway between Syracuse and Rochester. And so
1: from where we are right now in Buffalo, about how far of a drive is that? Uh, it took me about two hours. Okay, so you're driving back obviously tonight. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's,
7: a, it's a bit of a drive, but it's a lot closer than it is for you.
1: Oh, you got that <laughs> right, my friend, that's for sure. Now, we just completed the auction. Uh, I didn't get to uh, see or watch. I was talking with some other people. Did you see much of this, and have, what kind of stuff were they selling?
7: Uh, yeah, I was here for the whole time, and uh, um, uh, I sold a few things and uh, picked up a, a c- pick up one item but uh, okay, so he didn't
1: kind of come back even, break even, I mean, you probably... Actually, I came out ahead on this ahead. one. <laughs> okay. This time. As we're getting older, you need to start <laughs> looking I, at it that way.
7: I'm trying not to... I come here with a goal in mind that I'm not going to spend money and I'm not going to come home with this stuff, and I always fail on that. <laughs> I, I've got way too much already, uh-huh. and I don't want to get
1: more, but I always seem always to pick do. up something. <laughs> it's kind of an addiction, I think, for us as magicians in general over there. Indeed. Now, you've been coming to Monty, I assume, for a long number of years? Uh... Yeah,
7: I would say probably 30 well, years. I, I uh, Not the last couple of years. Well, yeah. yeah, <laughs> Right.
1: And this is the 75th, I understand, uh, convention. It, it. I guess I, I haven't been coming in that long. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, and I know yes. that uh, we just are on the heels of the 4F convention, which is its 50th. And so do you remember anybody in particular at Monty that has stood out over the years that you've been attending that uh, was amazing? There have been so many. Oh, it just, sure. Uh, it, it's sure.
7: It's hard to pick out any specific. Yeah. But
1: uh, uh, I, I, I've been...
7: I've enjoyed just about every one of them.
1: (laughs) And this is this the only uh, convention that you attend, magic convention, or you go to others as well?
7: Well, we used to uh, have the Central New York Magic uh, uh, Magic Fest. Uh, Jack Miller and uh, Ray Serio had started, uh, um, and then we continued on uh, for a number of years. That's kind of died now. Uh, and then there was the NICAN, uh, New York oh, the Canadian right. Conclusion of Magicians. They no longer do NICAN? Uh, no, that's that's also ended. But Yeah, that's long gone. Um, and last year I went down to the... Uh, uh, and Magicians Alliance of Eastern States, the M.A.E.S. Yes, oh, M.A.E.S., yeah, yeah. Yes, I, uh, first time down there last year. I'll be going again this year. Uh, and, uh, of course, Monty every year. And yeah,
1: I know that uh, Mark D'Souza and uh, Joe Crusillo and some other guys uh, are very involved with the M.A.E.S. convention. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I met them then last yeah. year, yes. They always have a really great conventions, and that's usually around Labor Day weekend, isn't it, in September? It's, it's the weekend after Labor Day weekend, okay. yes. Yeah. One time, they were holding it uh, at the same time we have our TAOM convention, which is over uh, the Labor Day weekend, and they had booked me to come out, so I had to choose between attending a TAOM or actually making money and going. out there. No, no. So I says, "Okay, I'll go to M A S this year. I'll lay out the TAOM for one year." Yes, I
7: I, I did hear your uh, report on that one. That was
1: uh, um, one of the things that made me want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you did. That was, as I recall, that was pretty fun. I think uh, Danny Haney was at uh, that one then as well, and Arthur Trace. I forget who all. It was a, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah fun. Uh, and so in coming to this, as I said, it's not very far, and so you probably see a lot of the same people. There are people here I don't recognize because I'm sure this is one that is the only convention they attend up here. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, there's a lot of people I don't
7: know, but a lot of people uh, I do. And I'm seeing people, uh, friends from all over the country, all over Canada, that uh, yeah. uh, friends I haven't seen for a few years. And Right, especially now. Uh, it's been yeah, like four yeah, years we since just, the last one. Yeah. We just, uh, I see him uh, once a year, usually at Monty or, yeah.
1: uh, or maybe another convention, but. Yep. Now, about conventions, I'll wrap this up over here. That uh, in your earlier years, did you ever attend Tannins? Do you believe? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, no. I just no. wonder because that was a special thing. I understand at a point in time, also. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I did not. Okay. okay. Did you live in New York uh, back, uh, or have you always been in this area?
7: No, I, I, uh, I grew up all over the place. I was lived in Mexico for four years uh, uh, as a child, and, uh, and uh, we lived, moved to Syracuse, uh, um, and I'm in California, Idaho. You know, I, I'm back in this area. This is, this is the area I feel most at home.
1: And as far as this convention, it, not particularly one person or act that you really wanted to come and see, but it's really the, I guess, camaraderie and seeing old friends that you haven't seen in a while. That's that's driving you to come. Oh, that's the. It's the. That's the best thing. I I come for the for the evening show. I come for the
7: lecture and uh, and just see friends and the fine dining experience. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> Which is always part of this as well. Yes, it is, indeed. <laughs> we we'll always have a nice day of a banquet. Lot of fun. That's exactly yeah. a nice banquet we have a little bit later. I just finished a hot dog because I needed something in my belly uh-huh. uh, for the day before and a little bit later. Well, thank you very much, Bruce. I appreciate yes. it. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for attending. I always enjoy your show. I, uh, I listen all the time. Thank you very much. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Bruce Purdy. This is Scotty Out. At the registration desk, uh, one of the people who is helping to check in all the, the people who are coming through, and I think we've pretty much got everyone checked in, maybe a few more yet to go, is Keith Randolph. Hey there, Keith. How are you? Hi, Scott. So is the uh, convention, uh, well, certainly sold out. we got a little bit smaller room this year than you had in the past. So.
9: We do. This is Monty. We've, we've moved to Buffalo, possibly temporarily, possibly permanently. Monty, the Met Ma- Magicians Alliance of Western New York. Mm-hmm. And we have like close to 200 people who are here. Then this year we have over 200. Oh, is there? That's great. That's
1: great. And the talent is uh, really good. I know that you you, know, you kind of piggyback off of the 4F uh, convention, and I noticed that David Stone was on the uh, on the agenda, but I guess he
9: fell well, off. or There's what a problem then? here. There's the uh, computer problem. The nut behind the keyboard was loose. What happened was, <laughs> uh, I took 2019, which the last time we read Monty from due to COVID. And I used the file from last, and uh, David Stone performed then, and I just failed to update the file. And, ah. uh, we have an outstanding performers for Close Up. We, we have Quentin Reynolds, we have Michael Lamar, we have Alexander uh, DuVivier, and uh, we, we just, the list goes on and on. So, uh, and we have Jimmy C. doing Close Up as well. So it's, it's going to be an outstanding, outstanding group.
1: And then the stage show tonight's stage. good.
9: We have Meadow Perry, Martin Brazius. Uh, Master Ceremonies are going to be Christian Catalina. We have Juliana Chen, world champion. We have Greg Fruin, Daryl Rose from England, Michael Dardot. And it's, it's going to be an outstanding show.
1: Meadow Perry was also the makeup artist for Michael Dardant as when he was yeah, really when he performed at the uh, at the 4F convention then as uh, Juicy Starling.
9: Juicy Starling, yes, yes, which was great.
1: <laughs> so it's a great convention. This is the 75th year 75th and that-
9: uh, 75th morning. Yes, it started 1947 in Batavia. George Holly. George Holly started. Was founded by Gene Gordon and George Holly, IBM co-founder Gene Gordon. Uh, originally, a birthday party for Billy Russell who was uh, on Howard Thurston's crew. Wow. Right. And uh, Gene passed in 94, and George Holly ran it to 2,000, and then Dick Bentley took it over, ran it until 2011, and, and then I took it over with Mike Deedy in 2012, and then Mike gave it up a few years back, and then, uh, now I ran it with a board, including uh, Bill Gormont and Mike Joseph and J.P. Lacey. And a few others, and uh, they're an outstanding board. Or do you we have do like a, a
1: job. Do you have a president and the board of directors kind of a thing? So you are the pres.
9: Well. Chairman, co-chairman, and all of them do a, a, a tremendous job. I think it's kind of funny
1: that you've got on the on everybody's uh, badge, everybody's a vice president.
9: Well, not everybody's a vice president. number of performers, but everybody's at least a vice president. <laughs> all mine says is, look, I've badge number one. That's
1: because you've been coming for so long
9: and well, so intimately involved. That's that's what I get out of it. That's <laughs> and Robert, the better ben than I Did a workshop this morning on a tremendous job.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't haven't seen uh, Bobby in a long time, so it was good yeah. to see him kind of come back then as well.
9: Uh, been so. a friend of mine for decades we, we, when I hire somebody to perform my first criterion is uh, they have to be likable they have to be someone that sure. you hang out with these people all day and you have to be I mean these these people these performers uh, Michael and Meadow Juliana these are all wonderful people the kind of person you'd want to have over for dinner right?
1: not just great magicians but also just a warm human being. Yeah. tremendous yeah, human beings yeah.
9: you, you, very likable wonderful people it's friends first
1: Yep, and that's right.
9: Over there you have Buddy Farnon who's a, who's a legendary performer who ran amusement parks and had a television show in Atlanta, in Buffalo, here for yep. decades. And uh, was at the very first Monty in 1947.
1: That he, he had attended?
9: Yeah, he attended, well, yes.
1: I had uh, talk with him, in fact, I've got an episode coming up with, uh, with Buddy. So it's all about Buddy's life. It's coming up uh, in a future episode, no, so stay I tuned think for that. you could
9: probably put three or four episodes on Buddy's life. It was quite, quite fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Keith, thanks very much. I appreciate it. And well, uh, like it looks like a great convention. I'm glad that I'm hanging around here today to see all my friends again, and so it's good.
9: Well, I hope you'll be a regular. Well, I hope to be.
1: Thanks very much. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Keith Randolph, Scotty out. We're in the dealer's room right now, but then one of the people who's going to be on the show later this evening doing her bubble act is Meadow Perry, and I'm with her right now. Hey, Meadow.
8: Yeah, hi, Scott. How are you? (laughs) I'm
1: fantastic. I'm all the better now that Ah. I get to see you here as well. And so you came in actually a little bit early. You were here for part of the 4F for a day or two. Yes.
8: Well, I wasn't part of 4F, but I was behind the scenes to make juicy Starling happen. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. That
1: was a one-off thing. I hope it's more than just a one-off. Hopefully he does that again. But he's going to have to travel with uh, you and Alexandra.
8: Yes, yes. His, uh, His... his makeup artist and his shoe artist yes
1: his clothing <laughs> <era>. <laughs> yeah. now did you bring the dress and the, and the wig and everything as yes
8: well? yes. I wow. did. <laughs> so this yeah. was
1: planned like long in advance
8: no it wasn't oh. it was uh, Thursday night uh, Michael Dardant said uh, do you have a dress I could wear and a wig and, a, and I was like what is happening um, and When can you come up? Because I was coming up for Monty anyway, so uh, decided to come up a little early. You live in the city, don't you? I live in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's a six-hour drive. Six hours. Yeah. 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 So
1: he called you. He had this idea while he was here, (laughs) I assume, and said, "And and why? Why were you his go-to person? I mean, what made him think of you to call?"
8: I. Think because I was already coming and he knew I was driving, uh, okay. so uh, I'd be able to get him the stuff. So
1: how did you find the red wig? Did you did you have a wig I did. I around?
8: No, yeah. So I there was a time period where I uh, was like doing my hair. It takes forever, um, and so I wanted to start wearing wigs, um, kind of like Lucy Darling, yeah. um, but more like my hair. And uh, I decided they just they don't look good on me. So I had this extra red wig (laughs) and i just styled it to look kind of like lucy darling yeah yeah so funny
1: (laughs) now you were really killing it i mean during zoom because your act looks great uh on camera uh, and on television and elsewhere then as well so how many zoom shows did you do during covid
8: oh my gosh i have lost tracks um not as many as you think. I I would say it was under 100, but it was pretty close. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Because I did a lot of uh, private uh, shows for people, uh, libraries and things, and they do still trickle in now and again, but um, it's definitely slowed way, way down. So So
1: that's not something that you have pushed to try to continue those kinds of shows?
8: Yeah, it is better in person, uh, but yeah, it's slowed way down uh, after the Pennsylvania.
1: When we were together at Poe's Magic Conference last year, there was a fellow you were traveling with who was kind of helping you with the bubbles and everything—is that your normal traveling companion? Or you recall? Was Did I have
8: someone? Maybe
1: I'm confusing that with another convention where I saw I think perform. you perform.
8: Confusing it with another convention. Was it maybe at Abbot's? Uh, no, because I'm doing habits for the first time this year. This year, year okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do um, once in a while. I'll hire an assistant. So I have some actor friends um, if they're in the Baltimore area or in New York area, There's wherever a lot of equipment I'm, to carry. Wherever i be. Yes, I have a lot of equipment, so it helps to get an assistant. So.
1: As far as the bubble fluid, do you make that yourself? Do you buy that? It has to be some sort of a special formula, obviously.
8: Yeah, I do make it myself. Uh, so I, I mix it up usually the night before and give it time to brew overnight, quote unquote. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I do. I use different recipes for whatever I'm doing. If I'm doing outdoor bubbles, it's a heftier recipe than if I'm doing on stage. Uh, yeah.
1: And so does the uh, formula start to break down a little bit, meaning that if you let it set and percolate too long, that it's not going to be any good, necessarily?
8: It does, actually. It it is a consumable. uh, I I work it kind of like a bakery does. I keep track of um, how much I'm making for um, when I have events coming up. Uh, It does go bad after um, usually two weeks, uh, sometimes sooner if I'm using it for a lot of... um, either practicing rehearsals or shows mm-hmm. because as you're putting your hands in and out even though you're washing your hands beforehand uh you are still introducing germs and things and so okay, sure
1: plus the oils from your hands there. right oils yeah. from your hands
8: so it does start to break down yeah
1: now that was another thing as far as the oils from your hands i you know what do you use some sort of hand lotion when you're not doing that i mean i know a lot of ladies will use hand lotion and everything then as well and plus you have to keep your nails uh, or no nails. Oh, you do have nails. Okay. Yeah.
8: So, okay. Uh, I actually, it's really important to me to keep my nails uh, looking nice uh, because people are looking at your hands good point. as a magician. Good point, yeah. Um, but doing bubbles also. Um, but, yeah, um, I use lotion frequently. Um, but I, I found that the best thing to keep my hands good is just making sure that I give them a good wash after the show and get the soap residue off so it doesn't And talk about out. the
1: residue because it is a soap bubble you think, yeah. okay, well she's washing her hands every time she does right. the show. Well, not really.
8: Right, right <laughs> okay. so that soap is very drying and especially in the winter time your hands will get very dried out.
1: Do you still find new ideas and new ways to make new bubbles all the time or something that accidentally happens or how do these ideas come together?
8: That does happen frequently I often say it's not my show, it's the bubbles show. Interesting. Uh, sometimes they have ways of behaving that are unexpected yeah. um, and so there's a level of improvisation Improvisation that goes with the show um, where something happens and uh, I just go with it and uh, it looks like I meant to do that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have a good idea of how the bubbles behave and what they do. And so I just kind of go along with it and I can... Uh, change or add a flourish um, with whatever way the bubbles are behaving
1: I recall at one of the conventions early on that you had given a nod to Tom Nottie,
8: yes, uh, so to speak <laughs>
1: and he was someone I remember years ago, the first one I'd ever seen doing bubbles, and you're the only the second one in my life, I think, early yeah. to see him do a bubble show or a bubble act uh-huh. And he's still doing that, I assume? Or he, he is.
8: Uh, he just did the Moisture Festival. Um, and in Oregon? Uh, yes, Oregon. Uh, I think it's... Uh, Washington? Washington, yeah. I think it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, and I actually just talked to Carissa Hendricks, and she said she did the Moisture Festival as well, and she talked to Tom Noddy, and uh, they... We, of course, talked to Bubbles. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's still very much doing it. Well, Tom's got
1: to be like my age. I mean, he's he going to be up there.
8: <laughs> yeah, he is up there. Uh, I know he was in Germany touring last year. Yeah. Uh, so he's still at it, uh, and he, he's a fantastic performer.
1: That's one of the things that you cannot do street performing with Bubbles because of the air flow, basically. Yeah. So it's got to be uh, only indoors, only certain places you can perform.
8: Right. Well, so if the weather is behaving if there's very little wind you can do stuff outside and do some street performing Um, but of course the elements you're at the whims of the elements so um, if it's more windy there's not a lot you can do so that's when you pull out more magic tricks and more comedy uh, to fill in the gaps when you can't do the bubbles
1: Yeah, well, that's the way that goes today, yeah. folks. We got a different show than the it, last
8: group did. That's it? <laughs> I literally tell people uh, we can do the show outside, but, but if it blows, my show will blow, blow. away. <laughs>
0: so, yes. Good
1: point. Good point. Yeah. you've been doing this for how many years?
8: Uh, six years now. Okay. Yeah.
1: And was Tom an inspiration, or what made you think uh, you could?
8: Tom was an inspiration. Uh, I started doing giant bubbles um, and just decided, oh. What else can I do with this? Because it gets such a great reaction. Um, And, of course, I came across Tom Natty's old uh, David Letterman video, (laughs) you know, and uh, just... I thought that was great. So I got very hungry to find out more and right. did my research, yeah.
1: There was another fellow whose name just escaped me for a moment, but he's a photographer in Las Vegas.
8: Richard Faverty.
1: Faverty, yes. Mr. Bubbles.
8: Mr. Bubbles, yeah. I'd
1: forgotten he did an act there, too.
8: He did. He did. He mm-hmm. absolutely did, yeah. So before
1: he got into photography, he was known as that and truly yeah. the world, he said, I guess.
8: Yes. Um, he, those are
1: giant bubbles.
8: He actually, uh, we talked when I went out for Masters of Illusion, and we were going to do a photo shoot, but it, it just didn't work out with the timing. But um, Oh, you
1: got to go back. I can do that. I mean, I know. Particularly since you have those <laughs> bubbles in common and yes. he's a photographer, he can he put you in the best bubbles. light. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And how would the, the, the shimmer and the right lighting yes. and everything, I think he would be, I could only imagine the phenomenal yes. photos yes. he'd take with you.
8: Uh, he was. Um I just spoke to him, actually. He just did a, a thing for the Magic and Mystery School with Jeff McBride yep. um, and he did a, a whole thing on social media and the importance of good photography um, and uh, so he showed some of my stuff to show yeah. everybody. of like, look how important it is yeah. to have good photos. So, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: It certainly <laughs> is. Well, uh, you are photogenic, so the, <laughs> it wouldn't take very much. I think just with a, an old Instamatic black and white camera you're still looking beautiful. Yeah, you look you. great on stage. You have uh, a great act. It's a, a variety act. I was talking with Michael Dar- Dardan earlier and he said I'm going to do some juggling because usually it's the variety act that's going to be standing out and is outstanding but I think he's going to be up by you because <laughs> <laughs> yours is a variety act It's going to be a little bit different then as well a little bit looking forward to seeing you again Meadow, later tonight my pleasure thank you very much so for the Magic Word Podcast that was Meadow Perry Scotty Allen The money is now over, and it's one of these things in which people have disappeared. This is the most amazing thing, how quickly the lobby empties. I mean, people are running to the parking lot. It's right now about, well, it's 942 because they got to get home because it's a school night. Kids got to get uh, back to school. But the thing is, there are not a lot of kids here. So, But I guess old people have got medicine, medications to take. I don't know. <laughs> I've got Eric the Cancer here with me. Hey, Eric. Hey, Scott. <laughs> So, it's good to see you, and you did a good job this afternoon. You were the MC for the close-up show. Yes, I was. And so, we had a, a good diverse group of uh, people. Some yes. people who were kind of hanging around after uh, 4F, and um, you... You want to see, list them? I do want to uh, talk about them. We started with uh, Bernardo Sedlacek. Yeah, hey, uh, Bernardo
10: is fantastic. He is I mean, he's, from Brazil. He's Yes, from Brazil, and his card work is impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's mysterious. Very and, creative. And we'll boggle your mind he will everything he does yes yes yeah. and he's such a great guy mm-hmm. i mean he's just hang- a lot a lot of fun to hang with yeah
1: yeah when i booked him on a lecture tour and he sped, spent a couple of days in my house we had a lot of fun and good showed me some stuff and i'm sure you as well when you hung out with him he's yeah he's yeah, a great yeah. guy yeah just a great guy he really is uh, and then we had jimmy c which i thought jimmy was, c. was great <laughs> jimmy c was fun man fun and funny he and a good singer. Funny. I didn't realize he was such a good yes, singer. He a good singer. <laughs> yes, he is a good singer. Yes, he is a good singer. And the material is very, very funny, very comedic. Yep. He was just doing some of the classic kind of standards. Uh, as he was singing and doing a color-changing silk and some other things. And so he was funny, and it was good. Uh, who else we have over here on oh, next? Uh, some young guy, Michael Amar.
10: Yeah, he's a <laughs> newbie to the uh, world of magic. He, I hope he but comes I back. He has, but I, I think he'll be okay. <laughs> Amar was fantastic today. He did all his classics uh, many of his classics. He did a couple of new routines that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. but it was great. The bottle uh, production, the uh, the um, coin in the bottle, and then he did a coin routine. Um, and a, oh, the, and card to uh, the card the balloon. The card the balloon was great. He did the comedy version. It's yeah. fantastic. It's an
1: impromptu. Basically, you don't have to use a uh, no. You don't board need a tray. No, yeah. it's all in the Didn't hand. did Warren Stevens make up something remember years ago? He, he no. was selling
10: something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but it was a, a tray. Yes, and then Derek. Came up with a version in the hands, Mm -hmm. and that's what he based that on. But his handling is different. Yeah. Michael's Mm -hmm. handling is different from Derek's, yeah. And then he closed with uh, the bill in Peanut. The bill in Peanut, which was really clean. Yeah. Two bills appear in a peanut. Yes. Two Uh, borrowed bills, signed bills.
1: So what we just described to you was everything he explained in his lecture. Later, which yeah. was really cool. Then, too. well, it's good advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So, if you guys get a chance to see Michael, yeah, that's. Uh,
10: Michael looks fantastic, and he still has it. He's still good, man. He's still yeah.
1: very, very, very good teacher and yeah. everything. I the mean, he's, he's very interesting too. I mean, no one's yeah. sleeping during his lecture. Well, the true. truth is,
10: he's the Bruno Sammartino of magic, <laughs> the living legend. <laughs>
1: the living legend.
10: That's Bruno, it, man. Bruno, Bruno who? Bruno Sammartino. Come on, you don't know the living legend? Oh my God, who's that? Bruno Sammartino was the uh, 12-year heavyweight champion
1: of the WWWF. I'm sorry. I forgot you're a wrestling fan. Uh, yes, band. I am. Yes. <laughs> I am a wrestling I fan. remember. That was what Scott Robinson said when you came down to tricks. That was oh, how he yeah. attempted you to come down. because to go beat Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I would forgot about that. Right. Okie okay, dokie. So, continuing on, then we had, uh, oh, Quentin Reynolds. Very Quentin. funny guy, from Ireland. Yeah.
10: The thing about Quentin, he is the quintessential—no pun intended. Yeah, a quintessential professional mm-hmm. on stage. Why would you say that? Because he's so clean. Mm-hmm. He's clear. Mm-hmm. His scripts, his presentations are very clean. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just—when I say clean, I mean the, the magic is clean. Mm-hmm. And all the no actions, extraneous uh, movements. No, no extraneous movements. It's economy of motion, mm-hmm. and he gets it done. He gets laughs, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. Yeah. He's really an inspiration. That guy.
1: He, he really really was and is. Good, good,
10: good, good, good education watching him work.
1: Uh, and then we had um, Aaron Isaacs. Uh, Aaron I'm not is familiar a, with him. Well, right? he's a local guy. He's okay. a professional magician. Full-time pro,
10: time. Yeah. For twenty years, that much mm-hmm. I can tell you, and he did a really good card set. That's
1: mm-hmm. what I can tell you. That's, I would have to agree. I mean, guy, I had not seen or heard of him before. to he work restaurants around, or was something? That yeah, I don't sorry, know. That I know. I only met him today, okay, but he was, he did a really nice job. Because in the intro said he had been working uh, pro for a long time, and then it uh, closed with uh, Alexander Davidier.
10: Alexander Davidier, man, the one the woman who fooled Peninteller. Pennantel. Yeah, she did a great job. She's yeah. very very charming. She has terrific chops. Mm-hmm. Uh and she's just really nice and she's really, really nice. I got a chance to meet her this this weekend here at 4F and in Morning. Yeah. And she's just she's a fun
1: hang. A lot of fun. Um I've known her for a number of years. Well, I say a number of years, I guess first time I met her was here actually. Uh when what oh, was the last sh- one, about yeah. four years uh, three years in ago. In 2019, I guess yeah, it was. I think yeah, so. that's right. Uh and then I went to uh Bluffin, saw her in Paris, saw the show there, which was really great with her and her dad. And so I just been. Oh, uh, you went to the theater? Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, how cool! It was. You know, I didn't. I, it was all in French. Couldn't understand anything. But I understood the magic. You know. Right. And uh, uh, her dad had mentioned Fred Cap's, and I kind of perked up a little bit. And, and then she started talking in English. Said, "This means something to Eng- the Americans." You know. <laughs> because, no.
10: And she speaks yes. like perfect English.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and she, she
10: really is a good communicator.
1: As I said, we had then uh, Michael uh, Marr, and then we had a buffet. the buffet. Buffet ran a little bit late uh, for some reason, meaning that they kind of pushed back. I think the evening show, which was supposed to start at about seven, and they had uh, a uh, raffle in which they were uh, raffling off. Uh, Man, but I got to tell you, there. that raffleer, the yeah. guy who handled the raffle, was
10: fantastic. <laughs> that that little eight-year-old kid who was drawing the tickets. You're right, was yeah. great. Oh, Finn was fantastic. <laughs> He was fantastic. But the guy that was working with him, he's pretty good, too. Uh,
1: who was that? That was...
10: I don't uh, know, but he...
1: <laughs> Eric DeCamp was the guy. Who was that best, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just real quickly, as we're starting to wrap up, because we've already can kind of had an, a lengthy... Uh, uh, podcast episode over here, but the evening show that was uh, hosted by Christian and Catalina uh, did a great job. They just are uh, constant freshers. the way they job. kind of talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, their stage performance uh, and their interactions as MC is just, is just like whenever they're doing their mentalism acts. It's kind of like Jeff and Tess Evans the way they kind right. of talk back and forth and a little bit overlapping because they're married. That they, You know, it just is it's, it's so, so great. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, who else do we have over there? Um, had Michael Dardant who was doing some juggling. Yes, he did. He, he was, was saying, fun. I'm, I'm going to do something It's going to be a little bit different. He said, people are used to me doing some other magic. He said, I'm, the juggler's the one who always stands out, so I'm going to do some juggling tonight, which he did. And then we had uh, uh, Martin was that? Was uh, he name? opened, actually. Actually, Martin Breezius yes, did. Yes, he did open. And wh- I've forgotten. What- he did some coin magic. That's right. And
10: uh, very nice coin production from Fire. And that's then he right. did a produ- he did a production he did a production piece. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, Daryl Rose uh, prediction
10: piece. I'm sorry. Prediction
1: piece. Yep. Right. Daryl Rose did came uh,
10: out doing his comedy. Had some comedy and things and family magic, and he did the rising cards uh, out of uh, Martin Lewis. Right. And he used a uh,
1: his phone for an effect. Mm-hmm. It was I think a um, I think okay. it was Nick Einhorn's uh, idea, of a Chinese uh, food prediction using this prediction effect that's on your phone. I don't want All to give right. away because it is it's powerful. Uh, the reason I know about this because I do it too. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a great okay. routine, it's great little routine. Uh, and then we had uh, Sarah Crasson had come out and actually did something with uh, her teddy bear, with, uh, in which that they did a a bullet catch using some darts. That's what it was, with with a lot of comedy. And then had uh, Meadow Perry, who I think was really a highlight as well, and she was a variety act of doing her bubble act. Uh, and did just uh, a great job. She's going to be coming to the Magic Castle in a couple of weeks. I oh, think, that's and, great! And performing the pa- pa- yeah, palace no, for the first the time. That, you know,
10: I read about Meadow, but I've never had the opportunity. This is to your first see time I you see her show? This is the first time I saw her show. Well, no, was fun. She
1: works in New York at the case. Yeah, yeah but the, I, I I
10: don't get out. You don't, do you? No, I don't get out unless you're going to, to your own show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> then even then, sometimes I back out. No, uh, no I'm only kidding.
1: And I don't want to forget, uh, of course, then about uh, Greg Fruin, and he did. Uh, Great show, and he also introduced the fellow who's going to be taking his place. He's kind of uh, grooming this other young man, Christian um, Masha, who is going to uh, be working at the uh, Greg Fruin Theaters. He's working now. Yes. We get to go to see, we're going to Niagara Falls tomorrow for four days, and we're
10: going to get to see his show Mm -hmm. on Wednesday
1: how cool I talk with him this afternoon a little bit so He's just a great. little preview I'm going to be having an upcoming episode with him and yeah he is great we were talking about and great guy you talk about great guys yes there's a lot of great guys here oh that's for sure all the way and then it uh, closed with uh, Julietta Chen doing her rings that are just amazing I she I, is an unbelievable magic artist she is she's she a perfectionist really and you can see it in every movement and everything was no just
10: wasted movement whatsoever mm-hmm. You know, tonight she worked on this new act that she's working on, mm-hmm. and it is just beautiful to watch.
1: When I talked with her earlier, I thought she was going to be doing a thumb tie, but I guess she either changed her mind or didn't have time or whatever. No, I, I don't, don't know. know. She just did
10: the Linking Rings, yeah. a, a version of the Linking Rings, which was just really po- visual poetry, for lack
1: of a yeah. better term. That, that couldn't be said better. That should probably be the name of that act, visual poetry. Yeah. Instead of a Linking Ring, you know, which yeah. is yeah. wonderful. You have a way with words, you know, that Mr. Oh, DeCamps oh, De is, is it Mr. Wordsmith to you. <laughs> well, it was a wonderful time, and uh, a good group of a little over 200 registrants here, a uh, nice hotel, and it was a good way to kind of finish the week, actually, starting with the 4F, and you guys have been hanging in here, have been listening to that podcast, those podcast episodes from the d- different days, and also then finishing up here. We just got a few people who are hanging around the lobby again that are just 4Fs. I don't see any people, really, who were <laughs> left over from the... I'm Everyone wants to go home. That's right. everybody I got to go to work That's tomorrow. right. Got to get ready to work. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, this is Eric DeCamps. Hey, saying goodbye. <laughs> and got up.